I think Nick Saban and Bill Belichick coordinated their leaving. I mean, I, obviously it didn't happen, but within the span of 15 hours to have them both basically call it quits. I know Belichick's going to keep coaching, but for both of them to call it quits and, you know, the history that they have being friends, I'm not convinced that they didn't call each other and say, ah, let's do this together at the same time. What do you think? <laughs> well, I mean, they're such good friends. There's no way that they would go over those decisions without talking to each other. That's what I'm saying, right? <clears throat> do you, There's no way. Do you, and part of the reason why, because I bring that up jokingly, um, but part of the reason why I bring it up is because I wanted to, obviously we're going to lead this show talking about Saban and Belichick leaving. We'll get to the playoff stuff at the very end, but it was one of those things where, you know, this really is a really gigantic story in the world of sports. But I, as I got to thinking about their relationship, and obviously everybody keeps talking about, um, I don't think that we're going to say anything that really hasn't been said um, about. Uh, we will. Stay tuned, listeners. Stay, <laughs> Stay tuned. tuned. I was going to say, except for this. It's one of those things where I, I always wonder, you know, when you take two people like Bill Belichick and Nick Saban, <clears throat> who are, you know, I think if you were to make a Mount Rushmore of, of greatest coaches in any sport, they'd probably both be on it. Um, if if one of them is left off, then it would be close. Um, do you think that, because I agree with you, I think that because of how close their relationship is, or at least it's documented that they, um, that they're, that they've always been close. Do you think that when they're talking about this stuff together, that they, at all have this like personal reflection back and forth with each other going like man like we are literally two of the greatest to ever do this <laughs> and the fact that we're both sort of taking a step back at the same time is is really unprecedented like it really hasn't nothing like that really has happened in at least in our lifetime as sports fans the fact that you have these two gigantic titans in the way that they are both just kind of hanging it up at the same time. I wonder if they ever think about that stuff, like in conversation with each other, you know? I doubt it. I think because everything we've heard, I mean, uh, Nick Saban was on the Pat McAfee show uh, right after Alabama lost to Michigan. I think it was the Thursday after, um, right before the national championship. And it's it sounded from everything that he was saying that he was coming back and he was all in recruiting for Alabama, still – um, with that, that same drive and that same standard for excellence. Um, and Bill, same thing. I think, yeah, he's out in New England, but I think reports are that he is for sure coming back yeah. as a coach. Definitely. Next season. So I think they are so in it still that I don't think there is that point of like, you know what, we're the best. Right, I think there's they still hold themselves to that standard of I'm just trying to get better. I'm just trying to make my team better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> it's um, I don't know. It's it's <clears throat> I was. It's funny because I had looked. Um, I I had saved it on my phone, uh, but there was a post on ESPN recently that was talking about. Oh, here it is. Um, so I did save it. I was smart. I was thinking ahead. Good job, um, Good job, Jason. So there was a post here that was uh, showing all of like the recent like greats that have retired over the past couple couple years, and I mean the list included Tom Brady, Serena Williams, Mike Shashevsky, um, 
you know, for, for us, maybe not at least a level of historical greatness, but in terms of like significance to our generation, like people like Carmelo Anthony, um, Sue Bird retired, um, Miguel Cabrera, um, they had on that list, Nick Saban, Bill Belichick. And then the other thing too, is that <laughs> along with that, there was another post that said this year's playoffs is the first year since 1998 that Tom Brady or Peyton Manning are not in the playoffs. And 1998 was when I was born. (laughs) Yeah. So it really is one of those things. And if you want to go back even further, then you could pull like Duncan, Ginobili, Parker. And soon I would think, unless he keeps taking, um, I don't know, Bugs Bunny's secret juice, um, LeBron James soon. Um, Yeah. And, and we, we did this exercise when we talked about tennis too, when we had um, Federer retire as well. Um, so we really have lived through a really awesome time in sports. At least I'm talking specifically about our generation and um, the 25 years that we were on this planet. Yeah. We've really been kind of blessed with a lot of just absolutely top tier um, athletes and coaches in pretty much every sport. Yeah. You know, we just missed out on, on Jordan and um, a bunch of, I mean, we got a little bit of that Yankees dynasty. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think you're right. It's it, our sports landscape as we've known it our entire lives is changing right before our eyes. Um, I'm thankful that at least Bill Belichick is still coming back. Yeah. Coach. I think it'd be really weird to have him out of the league. Mm-hmm. Um, it's bizarre. I think that Nick Saban um, retired pretty quickly. I know there was rumors, What's but I think problem? there's, there was rumors, I think, every year um, for the last four years. But um, I th- this just, to me, came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's funny. We did that exercise last week of coaches we felt could be gone. I was going to get to that. I'm glad you brought that up. And the fact that Bill Belichick and Frable. And then are- Errol, too. And Pete Carroll. I mean, those were guys that were like. If you were to make a list of top ten coaches in the NFL, those three would be on it for sure. Yeah. And the fact that they didn't have the job security, and I think Bill, I think Bill and the Patriots was, I think, more of a mutual decision um, than the other two. Um, but okay. to just lump those in there, the fact that those three guys don't have coaching jobs is just baffling. Oh yeah, Mike Vrabel is going to get hired you would assume really quickly. Would you take him in Vegas? Uh, yes. I, well, it's one of those things where like, I, so a couple of people have asked me about um, the Antonio Pierce thing, obviously, because I'm uh, a Raider fan. And I, my whole thing is I a hundred percent believe that Antonio Pierce deserves a shot to be our head coach. I think with the way that the Raiders finished, um, they finished above 500 under him, the defense, became a top 15 unit in the league once he took over. Um, He just seems to have captured the, the fan base and, um, and the players. I absolutely think that you owe it to yourself as an organization, just to see what happens, because truthfully, I think it's one of those things where if you take a chance on him and you let it ride out for one season, I don't think anybody would blame you. You know, like it doesn't feel like a rash decision. It doesn't feel uncalculated. I think it's one of those things where, you know, you watch what happened over the last, you know, couple weeks of the season and you go, look like I, I think we have enough evidence here to make a justifiable decision to hire him. If it doesn't work, then it doesn't work out. 
Um, but I, I don't think you can just walk away from Antonio Pierce without like at least seeing what it looks like. However, the only caveat to that is if you can find yourself in the market for, I don't know, a Mike Vrabel, I know a couple people have tried to draw connections between Jim Harbaugh and the Raiders. I think he got his head coaching or not head coaching. I think he got his coaching career in the NFL started with the Raiders. Um, so I don't know. I, and unless, unless you can find yourself in the market for, you know, one of those coaches that just feels like an absolute slam dunk. If you hire them, then no, no. I think you should, you, they need to stick with it, Pierce. Yeah, I think that's the the real key idea there. If they have the opportunity to get one of these, I think, pillars of an organization that are really out there. This year in particular, it seems like there's a lot of opportunity for these teams to find stability with a guy in that head coaching position. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Especially uh, if um, if Pittsburgh loses in the first round and Tomlin's out of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, which, right? would be, which would be so shocking, but um, I, <clears throat> I've heard a couple places, you know, rumored places that like would be great for like Justin Fields to land and mm-hmm. Atlanta was obviously one of them. I think people can draw a pretty easy connection with the run game there and the weapons that they have in Atlanta, but Pittsburgh was also another one because it just, because of how Tomlin's personality is and kind of how Justin's personality is, it just seems like on paper, they would be a really good fit for one another. And you know you'd have a coach who would really coach him. Um, just I, I think having Fields in, in Pittsburgh with Tomlin would be really interesting. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting if they pulled the trigger on that one. I don't know if they're ready to give up on well, – I guess they have benched Pickett, right, because they're starting Rudolph this year. Right. It'd be interesting if they go going into next year, if they don't say, hey, Kenny, this is your last chance, mm-hmm. you know, because they are pretty invested in it. <clears throat> yeah, they, they, yeah, well, they were, they spent a, wasn't he a first round pick? He was like the tail end uh, of the first round, right? Um, yeah, he was either late first or early second. Yeah. But it, I mean, he was a high pick. Yeah, he was. Um. So there, I have some numbers on Nick Saban and, and Bill Belichick. I don't think it's really going to be anything that anybody hasn't heard, but really just reading them again is, is just staggering um, with Saban. So he was at Alabama for 17 seasons. Actually, no, sorry. Let me start with Bill because there's a secondary stat about Saban that I think is might be like more impressive for whatever reason. Um, yeah. So Belichick was there for 24 seasons. He won six Super Bowls and had 17 division titles. Um, Nick Saban was at Alabama for 17 seasons, had six national championships, and won – I mean, sorry, won. (laughs) Multiply that by nine. Nine conference titles. (laughs) Um, But here – this was the most ridiculous stat that I heard um, because – more than more than because obviously there are so many stats coming out about both of these guys um, now that they retired. But this was my favorite one. Um, no class recruited by Alabama. I mean, no class recruited at Alabama by Nick Saban played four years without winning a national championship. Wow. That was my favorite one. That is insane because for the 17 seasons that Nick Saban was there, if you stuck with him for four years, you were guaranteed a championship. 
which is just ridiculous. <laughs> that was my favorite one. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And the, I think he had, out of those 17 years, he had 15 um, top of the country recruiting classes. Yeah. Top of the nation. Um, I mean, just created that factory of in Alabama, that college football factory of just producing high-level talent. That's a good way to put it. And, and I mean, New England was the same way, right? Like they were a factory as well, um, but they operated a little bit differently, right? Like their factory wasn't necessarily having top level players. Their factory was, we could take anybody and we'll still beat you. <laughs> yeah. But I both, I think they both have, I think that's probably the biggest compliment you can give to coaches like a Belichick or a Saban that they had clear, distinct cultures that were set. Like you yep. can, talk about what the Patriot way is or what the expectations were for Alabama. And it was always consistent. I think no matter if Bill was there for 24 years and Sam was there for 17 years, you were getting pretty much the same thing. It sounded like. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I know a couple, a couple people have talked about how they don't think that that sort of military, um, way of coaching is going to really be around that much longer in the NFL just because of the way players are now. Um, but I guess if there is going to be one guy that can still keep it going, it, it would be Bill for sure. So it's going to be really interesting to see what organization he goes to because you would think that there is going to be some level of like culture shock for a lot of players once he gets there. And maybe it doesn't end up being that way. Maybe he goes to a new place and he wants to try something um, a little bit different and maybe in the same way that when Brady left New England sort of Brady's personality came out maybe Bill's personality will come out a little bit more somewhere else but um, if it doesn't and he ends up sort of being himself I just I, <laughs> I'd love to be a fly on the wall um, for the culture shock that a lot of players are going to get when he shows up <laughs> yeah I feel like it'd be something sort of like when Deion Sanders got to Colorado you know what? Here's yes, I agree, and I'll I'll make you this bet right here. If Bill, be- so I don't think that there would be a sure bet in the NFL right now that whatever team Bill Belichick lands on will be on hard knocks. Oh, that's that's my guess, and I, I like because they would have to be right. They'd have it would to. it would be interesting. Yeah, they would have to be. I don't think that there would be. Anything more infinitely fascinating than having Hard Knocks be wherever Bill Belichick is for the first time in t- 24 years. Man. Especially if he ends up going to kind of a middling organization that he's trying to turn around. Um, I, I mean, I would love to see it. I, I, that would be the easiest thing in the world, I think, for somebody to sell. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I just looked pretty quickly online if there were any rankings on his possible landing spots. And there's only seven right now. Um, Chargers listed as the first. I think that's pretty obvious, right? Well, Jim, that's like the number one spot for like every coach. It sounds like like Jim Harbaugh, apparently a lot of people think that would be his number one spot. And it just has to do with Herbert. And I think that's far and away. I think I'd probably put Seattle under that just because I think Seattle has that winning culture and they have a roster that I think can make the playoffs next season. Right. Um, But other than that, I mean, it's a bunch of doggy doo-doo unless you really want to sign up for Atlanta has got some potential. 
Um, but and I think it's fairly attractive. But they don't have a quarterback. Yeah, but you could go find somebody. Like how? Oh my gosh! I don't think we. I don't think you can. Where are they drafting? Do we know off the top of our head? Let me let me look up the draft order real quick. Yeah, look at the draft order. I don't think they're going to get a top four QB in this draft. Um, they are okay. So they're eighth. So, I mean, the teams in front of them, right? So the Chargers—they're not looking for a quarterback. Arizona probably isn't looking for a quarterback. No, I think they committed to Kyler. Yeah. Um, well, the Giants just gave Daniel Jones a big contract. Um, yep. And you'd think that right now with the way that Will Levis played for Tennessee, that they're not necessarily looking for a quarterback. Um, so all of the teams in front of Atlanta, minus New England, Washington, and Carolina, which obviously are the top three, uh, <laughs> aren't, I don't think, looking for a quarterback. So realistically um, – they could trade with one of those teams and maybe – well, I guess – sorry, they, they wouldn't have to, I guess, if they wanted a quarterback. They could sit back at eight. And if if it goes the way that I think a lot of people are thinking, then it's going to be QB one, two, three. Uh, but from everything that I'm hearing is that this apparently is a pretty quarterback-rich draft. Um, the three quarterbacks that I were hearing um, debated today, not none of their names were Michael Penix, so – Maybe Michael Penix is available for Atlanta. Yeah, uh, right at around eight. Um, yeah, and you can get Bo Nix probably later. Yeah, you in can the get first the, round or even the second round. Um, or J or McCarthy if you like McCarthy. Yes. Yeah. That as well. Yeah, I just I don't know. I think that the Chargers. I think Herbert's better than at least any of those guys just oh, yeah. starting out next year. Yes, very much so. Very much so. Well, it'll be interesting to see where they, um, I mean, where <laughs> where Bill ends up because one of the things that I keep hearing a lot is don't discount some of the teams that are in the playoffs. Like he very much could create um, an opening just based on the fact that he's Bill Belichick and um, <laughs> like I guess if, I guess it's one of those things where like if you're a team who's in the playoffs – and you keep falling short, then why not go get um, – even if you love your coach, why not go take a chance on Bill Belichick? So, you, know what, you know what the team that's that you're talking about, you're describing to a T, right? Uh, Buffalo. Oh, no, the Cowboys. Well, the Cowboys too, yes. Um, but the Buffalo was the one that I keep hearing would be a very interesting um, spot for them, especially because they – have obviously fallen short uh, a lot recently um, in the past couple of years. I've heard Philly as an option because apparently a lot of people are ready to run Nick Sirianni out of town after the way that they finished, which kind of, I don't, I don't understand. Oh. I don't know that one. <laughs> that one's a little strange to me. Um, but Philly and Buffalo were the two that I've heard, but I guess you're right. Yes. Um, but I don't know if Bill would want to do that. Right. Because from everything that we've heard, he does like to have a certain level of control, but there's an owner in Dallas who also likes to have a certain level. Um, gosh, I heard a Adam Schefter uh, ESPN interview recently. I think he said that Bill was willing to give up his GM responsibilities um, just to coach next year. All right. Well, I mean, if that's the case, then I guess that could work. Um, 
And I mean, what a splash that would be for Jerry. <laughs> yeah, don't you just think that would be that's such a Dallas move, right? <laughs> for them to make that high splash move. I mean, that's what they were trying to do with Mike McCarthy. They're like, oh, let me. Like we, what's our problem? We can't win a Super Bowl. Let's let me go get a Super Bowl winning coach. I mean, I pray for all of the listeners of national sports radios. For anybody who's sick of listening to the Dallas Cowboys talk, can you imagine if Bill Belichick lands in Dallas? If Dallas falls short, the absolute media firestorm that would just be shat in our face for literally the entire NFL season would just be overwhelming. <laughs> I mean, they should forego the um, playoff role for Hard Knocks and just put that team on Hard Knocks. That's what I'm saying. Forget, like, I just I just upgraded you from the surest bet in sports for them being on Hard Knocks for whatever team Bill Belichick is on to literally it's as probable as the sun rising. <laughs> like, don't even – maybe even don't make it a Hard Knocks series. Make it a new series called Bill and just follow him the whole time wherever he goes. So you just ensure – no matter where he goes, that's the team. Exactly. <laughs> you know who else? Oh gosh. If the I know the Jets committed to Robert Sala. Yep. Why why not take a chance and go get Bill? Because everything that we've heard about Bill Belichick is that he hates the Jets. Well he he signed there once before. He did sign there once before. He was there for a cup of coffee. But I think his I think his documented hatred of the Jets would kind of stand in the way of that. Who but knows? He's, but he's a good friend of Aaron Rodgers. Yes, and he, you know what? He's out of New England, and maybe he's a changed man. I don't know. <laughs> That's why he let them have that win. He, you're right. That was his send off. You're right. But Dal- Dallas would make the most sense if there was an opening there. I could see that happening. Yes. I mean, right. just from a roster standpoint, I think that's his best bet. Uh, yes, at, for sure. I mean, unless you were going to like Philly or Buffalo, um, but I, I can't see Philly giving up on Nick Sirianni. I don't know the drum. the The drumbeat is what is the word that I keep hearing. Uh, <sighs> Philly fans, settle down. I know. <laughs> I agree. It's all good. I agree. Like you guys won a Super Bowl in twenty seventeen. Not, I know. Right Back here, like, let's calm down. <laughs> Was it 2019? Calm it down. Let me let me know when you Philly fans have drafted Jamarcus Russell as <laughs> Then we can talk. <laughs> <laughs> then we can talk about um, making some changes. So I think we'll 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 eventually talk about the um, at least a little bit as we're talking about coaches. Um, we'll potentially talk about Jim Harbaugh later in the national championship. But my worst fear besides Washington winning the national championship, which thank God that didn't happen, is the Niners making the Super Bowl and losing, which would be three times in my lifetime that they've made the Super Bowl and lost. Well, at least you guys have been there. I've um... They've won a Super Bowl in your lifetime. Uh, they, yes, but I no won. no they lost. I'm sorry, they lost to Tampa Bay. Yeah, they were there they didn't win. Um, but I mean, it's not like I really saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's like the the same with the Kings. The oh my god, the glory take me back to the glory years. I was like, I wasn't watching basketball at that point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I was in diapers. Let's stick on that for a second because obviously the national champion. 
last weekend. It is a little bit far away from um, the time that we're recording right now, and obviously we have the playoffs to get to. Um, but just some quick thoughts on that. I had told Bree before the game because she was, you know, she was asking what I was so interested in watching that night because it, you know, there wasn't any NFL games um, on, and I told her it was the national championship. But truthfully, I had said to her, I was like, I really think that this game is not going to be very close. I know that um, I know that a lot of people were saying that they thought it was going to be a little bit closer than a lot of people were thinking. I think the point spread was like five and a half. Yep. Um, and my thought was just smash the over on that. I and, I and again, I hadn't watched either of those teams outside of the two – um, the two games prior to that, but I don't know. It's that really old saying that you hear all the time that is overused, but I can't think of a better way to say it. Like styles make fights. And uh, it just felt like Michigan, Michigan to me just felt like such a big, bad bully. Um, and if they, if they were at all able to um, just get in Penix's face, um, and sort of because that just seemed like the only thing that really like Washington had, right? They had they have this outstanding um, quarterback and some pretty good wide receivers. But if if Michigan and their defensive line could at all disrupt the game, it just felt like that was going to be it. And Michigan's run game just seemed absolutely unstoppable. Um, so that was my thought going into it. I know that it eventually got close, sort of in the middle, but I wasn't too surprised just based on the very limited sample size that I had watching um, the previous games before that. Obviously you were way more intimately familiar with Washington than I am. So I'm interested to hear what you thought about that game. Cause it was kind of ugly. I think it's what we kind of talked about, like talking about the scenarios of what would have to happen if Michigan were to win and Washington were going to win. It was the line play on both sides. Michigan dominated. They stopped. Washington's um, run game completely, and then they dominated on their side of the ball on offense, running the ball, and really controlled the flow of that game. Um, I think that was just uber impressive by Michigan and the job that those players did and um, the coaching staff and Harbaugh in that game. I mean, they just went out and dominated Washington. Yeah, from the jump. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it just set a level of physical tone that I think um, was really impressive because Washington at that point had really answered every question in big games, and they did that with finesse in that passing attack. And I was talking about it before the game, as you know. Um, it just seemed like they had that ultimate trump card that could equal and even out any any game where they could at any moment – have a three play drive for 75 yards because of the big plays. And I think they had, I don't think they had any receptions over 20 plus yards in that game, which is defined as a big play. Um, The job that those, that those um, defensive backs did for Michigan that night was just incredible against great wide receivers. So um, Michigan ran for 303 yards um in that game um they had two players with over 100 rushing yards and two players with over with i mean with two rushing touchdowns um and they limited washington's run game to 46 yards so they really just made washington extremely one-dimensional um 
which really put Michael Penix in a tough situation. Um, and not to mention, too, I mean, I, we have to point this out because it was so glaring during the game that Penix was in that second half. He was not feeling good. I don't know what the injury was. I don't know what. I haven't seen anything that specified exactly what he was dealing with. Um, but he looked like he was in a lot of pain after every single play in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I mean, I'm. it looked like it was maybe like a rib. Um, but it just seemed like every time he got, and it was, I mean, he was getting hit on every play. He didn't get sacked very often, but he was getting just absolutely blown up after every single throw. Yeah. It was hard to watch. (laughs) Yeah. It's well, I mean, it sucks to suck Washington fans. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I love it. Um, so Yeah. Michigan Michigan wins 34 to 13. It really wasn't super close. I know you know at halftime it was 17 to 10. It felt a little close but that fourth quarter. I mean, they just it it got out of hand fast. So with all the cheating allegations, do you think they should um the NCAA will take away this championship? I don't know. Um they haven't really like showed their hand yet, right? I mean, they um they had Harbaugh suspended for a couple games, um, but he obviously was allowed to come back. I don't. I guess it's going to be, I think, dependent upon how bad the cheating actually was, you know? Um, so I, I really have no idea. I mean, if it turns out that they, I don't know, were like calling plays for the other team or something like that, um, obviously that's ridiculous, but you know what I mean? Like just yeah. some crazy – crazy level of, of cheating then then i guess maybe that's a possibility um, but if it's nothing super egregious then no probably not i mean they were far and away the best team this year no question right um it's just kind of interesting i think this is the perfect time the perfect form of closure for harbaugh to leave michigan as that michigan alum as that michigan man that finally got them that championship um, and put them on top of the world and then go back to the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Are you going to be rooting for him? I mean, as your, as your former head coach, are you going to be just rooting for him to, to win the Super Bowl? Yeah. I like Jim. Um, well, I mean, if it's against the Niners, I won't work for him, but, right. um, yeah, I loved him in San Francisco. Yeah. I, I know that he's a really interesting guy. I just, I, I'm going to be, I'm going to be rooting for him as well. I think it'll be really cool to see him. Uh, and also, what a year if that the Harbaugh's potentially have, right? For Jim to win the national championship and the Ravens to be, like, one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl this year. Like, if they pull that off, that's <laughs> that would be an insane year for that family. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're not going to because the Niners are going to win. But Oh. Did you not know that? No, were you spoiler were, alert? Yeah. That was do you have the script? Well, I just I just know what's gonna happen, man. Lamar's um, gonna get injured on like the fourth play and it's just you, not gonna be a game from there. Why would you why would you say that? Don't even <laughs> It's not like a serious injury. Like he just jammed his thumb or something. Oh my gosh. Yikes. Okay. Well, let's talk about the playoffs. Cause I I found something <clears throat> very interesting right before we um we started recording. We'll share it. CBS posted ranking the top 10 potential Super Bowl matchups. 
Okay. And these are really, really cool. So, um, I bet they're not that cool. What, what do you think the number one, um, one is before we even start? What do you think the number? What, what's the headline again? What's the name of the list? Ranking the top 10 potential Super Bowl matchups. Well, it's got to be Ravens Niners, right? That is number one. Yes. Ravens Niners is number one. Number two on that list is Buffalo Dallas. That would be number two. That'd be interesting. I agree. Number three, they have Dallas and Miami. No. Yeah, I'm a little iffy on that one, too, because I like the one. I like number four more which they have as Dallas-Baltimore. I like that one infinitely more. So where are the Niners? They just get to the top spot, and then it's just Dallas, 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 Dallas? So they're coming in right here. So number five, they have San Francisco-Buffalo. That should be number two. Yeah, I really like that matchup. I think that one is definitely better than number three, which was Dallas-Miami. And number two was Dallas-Buffalo. I, I think you could make a case that the Niners would be – yeah. So, number six, they have San Francisco, Miami. No. Miami's not that good of a – I don't think they're that good of a watch. I'd put um, Cleveland, San Francisco up there. Joe Flacco getting back to the Super Bowl against the team that he beat. Mm-hmm. That'd or be what, pretty... Yeah, I, and this isn't I, – I would love to see an AFC championship with Cleveland and, like, Baltimore. I don't. I don't know what side of the bracket they're on, so that does not happen. But that would be so cool if that ends up happening. Um, it could happen. So number seven, I think they have this one on here just for historic reasons. Um, it's Dallas and Pittsburgh because there's so many. There's just so much um, history between those two teams. Okay. Uh, so I understand that. Um, number eight, they have the Lions and the Chiefs. Yeah, I knew the Lions had to be in there mm-hmm. at some point. Number nine, they have Philly and Miami. Miami's on this list a lot. That game would be awful. And then number 10, they have Buffalo and the Rams. Interesting. So. No Bucks love. No Bucks love. <laughs> they were the only two. Well, I guess Cleveland, too, and the Texans. Mm-hmm. Man, if the Texans were to make a run. I know. Um. So I'm trying to. I mean, I'm trying to think of like, like realistically, was there a was there a matchup that felt egregious that they left off? Um, and I mean, I, the first one that came to my mind can't even happen because they're both in the AFC. Um, so that would be an AFC championship game because I was thinking Cleveland and Baltimore, but that obviously wouldn't work. Right. Um, How many teams do you think realistically can win the Super Bowl? Um, all right, so let's um, let's do this. Um, so we have the Browns and the Texans. I think the Browns probably could. Joe Flacco's really hot. Their defense is um, their defense was one of the best units all year. Um, I, I could see the Browns uh, as an outside chance to get there. Texans probably not. Um, Dolphins, I think they. And you can tell me if you disagree with anything I'm saying. Dolphins. Okay. Um, they probably have the offense to do it, but I think recently with all those injuries they had on defense, probably not. Um, I guess the Chiefs could get hot, but if you're if you had to make me decide, I'd probably say no. Oof. Okay. What do you think? I think you got to give it to them. Well, yeah, there's yeah, a defending of chance. Um, but I don't. 
if if we're saying yes to that, then that would probably be one of the like least confident picks that I would make. Yeah, I think that's the threshold. I think them and um like Philly, I guess, are just like respect picks. Nothing we've seen this year says that they should, but just because you want to give them that respect of what they did last year. Um, the Bills, absolutely. Steelers, yep. no. Um, Packers, I think, are just ahead of schedule, but who knows? Maybe they could be there in a couple of years. Um, Dallas, yes. Detroit, yes. Um, the Rams, no. Um, <laughs> but I don't <laughs> – would you be more confident in the Rams winning or the Chiefs? <laughs> Because the Rams have been playing much better than the Chiefs. No, the Chiefs. I'd be more confident in the Chiefs winning than the Rams. Um, Eagles, yes, like you said, like kind of a respect pick. Um, Buccaneers, no. Um, the and then who do we have left? We have the Ravens, so obviously. Um, and then, why am I blanking on the number one seed? Um, the 49 you just don't right. want to give them that respect. It's okay. No, you're right. They're not on my screen. I was looking <laughs> at all the play. I was looking at all the playoff matchups, and I just didn't see them. Um, and the 49ers, obviously. Um, I mean, I would be shocked if Detroit made it to the Super Bowl. So I need to look. So I want to look at the bracket because um, the paths that some of these teams are going to have to take um, are going to be really. Obviously, I think the likelihood of these teams making it to the Super Bowl is really going to be bracket dependent and who they actually have to go up against. So we're looking at Detroit. So they, they're on the side of the bracket with Dallas. So hypothetically, if they beat the Rams, they're going to have to play Dallas. That's going to be a tough game, but we just watched that game. Um, and they had that one won. I mean, literally, they had it won. They, they had scored the two-point conversion. Um yeah, but that's a penalty, um, and then they would either have to, you'd think, probably play. So they'd probably have to go to San Francisco um, to play, and I guess if Philly somehow beat the Forty ers then they would get a home game against Philly. I don't think it's impossible. Like I said, we just watched that game against Dallas. They can beat Dallas. They can play with them. I guess it's just a matter of if you think they'd be good enough to beat San Francisco. Nope. Move on. <laughs> Next. <laughs> what is the team that's if you if I had if you had three teams like to rank the three scariest teams that you think could beat San Francisco in the NFC to keep them out of the um, Super Bowl? What? It, who are they for you right now? You know what's I mean? You know what's crazy though? The Niners have beaten Dallas this year. They've, yes. they've beaten the Bucks this year. They've yes. beaten the Eagles this year. And they've beaten the Rams this year. Yes. Um, and then they just lost to the Rams. I actually went to that game. We didn't even talk about it. I went to Levi Stadium and saw um, Carson Wentz versus Sam Darnold. <laughs> yeah, you, you sent me some pictures. Yeah. Um, so, I'm, I mean, I am just setting myself up right now. But I think the Niners match up really well against every team. Okay. But that wasn't the question. <laughs> Who am I scared of most? Yes, out of the three. Like, even even if you're confident against everybody, like, if you had to pick, like, who would give you the most the most nerves heading into the game? Like, what, what are the teams? 
Got to be Dallas, right? Not really. I mean, they're the be- see. It's weird because, right? Like they're the best team you think outside of you, but you've destroyed them every time you've played them. Well, they destroyed them last time. the The times before it came down to the last play. You remember, like Dallas right. couldn't get that I, last play off because of the spike. Dallas just can't seem to beat you guys. Yeah, which is kind of scary. But I think the Niners have. I think they they match up well against Dallas. I think Philly, if Philly were to like have it click, like resurrect, like I can just see AJ Brown going for two hundred and fifty yards against the Niners, and it's like, how the heck did this happen? Right. Um, that to me would be kind of the scariest. Do I don't think this would happen, but if the Rams made it to the NFC Championship game. I, I have to believe that that would make you a little bit nervous just because of the familiarity they have with the 49ers. I mean, a little nervous, but Shanahan's got McVay's number, man. Right. I think <laughs> divisional divisional games just would always make me a little, a little worried. Well, I think I've always said that it, beating a, the same team three times in one year is always super stressful. Because those teams know each other like the back of their hands. Right. Um, but the fact that the Niners sat everyone in that finale and the Rams did the same thing. So it's almost like a glorified second game right, of the season. So that to me would kind of – and I mean if the Niners want built-in motivation, the Rams did beat them at Levi Stadium. Yeah. And they could use that as motivation. I just think – the Niners have a lot to prove. And there's, I think they have a lot of, everyone on that roster has a chip on their shoulder coming into this playoffs. Right. Um, so what I want to do, if you're down for it, I would like to, because we don't have that many weeks left in the season. Um, we don't have very many opportunities left to make some picks. Um, I say we, uh, we pick these games. I love it. We pick these games. Um, all right. Would you like to start with the AFC or the NFC? Well, let's go. I think we go like chronological order, which I think it's all AFC games first. All righty. Starting in in my conference. Um, <laughs> I don't was... see the Raiders on the playoff schedule. Did they not? Did they not make it? Uh, they are. Um, they're resting for the playoffs. Are they boycotting the playoffs? That's crazy. No, they're just taking a, a playoff long rest. Um, Wait, and... can we say can we say one thing? Yeah. KC Miami, Saturday night, exclusively on Peacock. Interesting move by the NFL, I will say. Um, one of the things that. Uh, they were joking about on Greeny's show was how many people do you think won't watch that show because they don't know how to access Peacock? <laughs> I think I I think I have Peacock through um like my Wi Fi. Like they Did gave you, me it three months have, free. Is is Xfinity your guys' Wi Fi? Yeah. Yeah, so we have it through Xfinity, so I'm assuming you do. If you need a hookup, you let me know. I'll send you our uh, I'll send <laughs> our, our package. <laughs> nice. Oh, my gosh. Netflix has been <laughs> cracking down. We, yes. uh, we set up our TVs, and then all of a sudden it was like, You're, this TV isn't recognized as part of the household. And I'm like, no, mom, <laughs> please. I, <laughs> I know. Um, 
but yeah, let me know if you guys can't get it because we we do have it. But you should have it through Xfinity because they they do have like a a deal with them. Well, um, perfect. All right, so let's do this. Here we go. First game, that is going to be the Browns Texans. Um, Texans get that home game. Browns going on the road. Um, I uh, I think I like the Browns as a road as a road winner in in Houston. Cleveland Browns. So these two teams played this year. I just I just tried to write Browns on my paper and I wrote browse. Browse. So we're starting off well. <laughs> <laughs> um, where is this game? Um, okay, so they won thirty six twenty two. That's not a good sign against D'Amico's Ryan's offense. I mean defense. Um, but Stroud did not play in that game. Yep. Um, it was in Houston anyway. Davis Mills lit them up, bro. 15 for 32, 149, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Um, the Browns are favored on the road. Give me the Texans. Texans as the home team. A shocker. I don't is it really a shocker though? Yes. Like yes? Yeah, rookie QB beating a I know the guy came off his couch this year, but he's still a Super Bowl champ and kind of seems like he got a swagger back. He's elite, bro. <laughs> he always, always yeah. had. Um, all right. Saturday night game exclusively on Peacock. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Miami, Kansas City. I'll let you pick this one first. Give me, give me KC. I think you have to, right? Just – the that's I, Miami just has not looked good. We've talked. We talked about it last week. They limped in to this playoffs. Yep, yep I agree. I agree. Um, I think so. We both got the Chiefs on that one. So then Sunday morning, early morning game, we have the Bills Steelers. I'm assuming you're going to take the Bills, like I will. Yes. Right, oh yeah, my I'd... God! The Bills are ten point favorites in that game. I mean, that seems right, yeah. That's huge. It is huge, but I don't think that that's... Oh, no TJ Watt. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's part of it. Um, Is he worth that many points? Well, I think Josh Allen is probably worth that many points. Um, I I bet he has more than two turnovers. I bet he has two or more. Two or more. I'll say he has less. Okay. I'll say he has less. That's wanna, my guess. You want to write that down? Sure. Sure. Two or more turnovers for Josh Allen. All right. I I, be, I believe in him. Um, I, I think that maybe the, one of the most interesting games this, this weekend um, is the Packers and the Cowboys because – I know that Dallas – how much of a favorite are they in this game? Are they a five-and-a-half-point favorite? More. Are they a seven-point favorite? They're a full touchdown favorite. They're a seven-point favorite. The Packers – the Packers are sneaky good. They, if, if Jordan if Jordan Love just has a game where I, – I, I mean, I could see him just kind of going out of his mind. Or like A.J. Dillon, I mean – or Aaron Jones having a really good game, um, and the and the Cowboys just kind of doing what 
sometimes Dallas historically has done. I don't think it's going to happen, but I wouldn't come in the next day um, to the sports world just like jumping up and down going, I cannot believe that this happened. I mean, Jordan Love played phenomenal in like the last half of the season. His stats this year are were actually – I mean, they were so good. Um, let me pull him up real quick. He ended um, – I have him right here if you want him. Oh, yeah, you can go. 30, 32 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, 4,159 yards, quarterback rating of 96. Yeah. I mean, that's – for your first full season playing? That's pretty good. That's amazing. And it started off kind of slow. Yeah. This year. Um, I think he had a rating of above. Oh, man. Ever since really they played the Chargers, he's had a rating above 100 outside of that New York Jet, that New York Giants game when they lost to Tommy DeVito. Yeah. He's um, been yeah. He's just been playing great. Um, so it would not surprise me. If um, if the if the Packers win, I don't expect it, but I wouldn't say it was the biggest upset um, of this playoffs. I don't um, see it. I like I said, I don't see it either. But um, I like if you were if you were trying to pick like what would be a bigger upset, the Steelers over the Bills or the Packers over the Cowboys. To me, it's it would clearly be the Steelers one. Yes, I I could agree with that. Um, you don't believe in Mason Rudolph? No, I just believe in the Bills. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this one, this so this is the Sunday night game. It's the best game. I was thank you because you know what, my I'm glad you said that because um, I was talking to my dad today about that, and he was like, I, I, it doesn't feel like a lot of people are really talking about this, but he was talking about how interested he is in that game i agree i think this is the best game of the weekend and i don't think it's close because of the storyline and everything i think the teams um i don't know if the lions are so much better than the rams but irregardless the whole matthew stafford um jared goff it's one thing to have one quarterback playing their former team mm-hmm. but to have both quarterbacks playing their former teams that's that is so good. It's almost like a passing of the torch game because if you have this team in the Rams with um, a lot of the same faces, I mean, Cooper Cup still there, Aaron Donald still there, obviously Sean McVay still there. Um, they move on from Jared Goff and get Stafford. The rest is history. They go win in the Super Bowl. Um, then you have Goff as this discarded guy who – I mean, I assumed when they made that trade, I can't remember if we talked about it, but I assumed that they were just going to move on from him and look for a QB in the draft. But they said, no, we're committing to Goff. And they really um, allowed him to recapture like his prime of his career. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'd be interesting. I think this is like a huge monkey off the back game for Detroit. If they're able to get by the Rams, no matter if it's, if it looks, if it's not clean or if it's a blowout, as long as they just get by it, it's like, okay, we, we got that demon mm-hmm. off of us. Agreed. It's like ghost of um, Detroit past. <laughs> yes. Is Stafford. Yes. The ghost of Detroit past. 
But oh, I saw a, um, a report that they're trying to incentivize people to not wear Detroit Matthew Stafford jerseys to the game. Mm, that's interesting. I think that's kind of ridiculous. That is actually that's really dumb. Why would you not? So if and I heard um, a lot of chatter about like, are they going to do a like video package, like a tribute thing for him? They should. I think it's got to be done like after the game. I don't think it can be done before the game. I mean, they should do something to acknowledge that he's there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he's ever been back there. I don't know if he has either. Yeah, I think it is his first game back in Detroit. Um, that's just it's so cool. It's so cool. Um, and he's playing phenomenal this year. Like I think he's outplaying Jared Goff. Yeah, Matthew Stafford has been slinging it just as well as anybody has uh, this entire season. He is he, he's as he's as good as they come right now. Um, he might be. I mean, he might be the best quarterback going into the NFC right now. Oh, do you are you familiar with Nick Wright's um, QB Mountain? Uh, no. He does this tier list of QBs, and he did one of the playoffs, and it was absolutely mind blowing. Oh, really? Yeah, let me pull it up for you. Um, But I can I can say after going to that game and seeing Pukunakuya live, holy, holy shit, dude! That dude is talented. Uh, I mean, again, I think he should win Rookie of the Year. I know I get the whole CJ Stroud thing, but. I don't know. There's something about there's something about what he did and the fact that wide receivers don't have the same level of control that quarterbacks have. So the fact that he was able to do that without touching the ball every single play, like affect the games the way I just I don't know. I I think my vote would be for him. The fact that he did that with Carson Wentz as his quarterback was crazy. <laughs> yeah, he's he's insane. Hey, so where, Carson looked pretty good, though. Where's this list? Yeah, Carson did play well. I think he kind of earned a job for next he season. May, he may have. Talking about, like, opportunities, I'm trying to find it here. Um, Carson Wentz to Atlanta, confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I, maybe? Would you want him? Would you want oh, him as the Raiders? Probably, no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> No, we got we have we have other things we need to we need to do. Where is this? I don't know. You were you were selling it. I. Oh, it just hurts my brain. <laughs> really? Yeah, he had. Oh my god! I. We, it might be something we have to move on. We have to move back to. Okay, I'm. I'm. You got my attention now. Oh my god! Okay, good. You got you really got my attention, but we and we'll revisit it right after the message from our sponsors. Fair enough. Our sponsor is I'm picking the Lions to beat the Rams. Oh, same. And then the Eagles Buccaneers, right? I I think um, this is not going to be an easy game for the Eagles (laughs) um, because no game has been easy for them recently. (laughs) Um, So I guess you could see a Buccaneers win potentially at home against the Eagles, but with that being said, I think I just I think I just have to a courtesy pick to the Eagles to to take them. That's fair. Yeah, I don't I don't see a world where the oh, man. 
So the Phillies defense has been so bad. Oh, they've been atrocious. But I think Baker Mayfield's in here. He was a little bit hobbled um, during that last game of the season, yes. Yeah, I don't think – I was going to say, I think, like, they have that offense with um, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, all the – like, they have that explosiveness in their game that I think they could expose. Oh, it's a tough matchup for Philly. I think because of Mayfield's injury, I don't think it's that bad. Yeah, it is a tough matchup for them, though. Like, their secondary has been trash, and um, Mike Evans is sitting there looming large over them right now. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, I, uh, if you're down for it, I think uh, we should try to see how many games we get right throughout the season, throughout the playoffs, and just see who's picked, pick, who picks the most games correct. Um, well, how many, how many games are we different for? One. And it's just the Texans-Browns right now. And so that's why I'm kind of thinking that um, – Maybe we do like volume to see who ends up getting the most games correct um, throughout the throughout the playoffs. Hmm. Because um, none of these feel super obvious to me to flip on. Yeah. And, and I because it's the first round of the playoffs, so you're sort of getting through maybe some of the teams who kind of squeaked in. Maybe in the second round, you start to get like you'll get those those matchups that really start to like you'll get like I don't know like the Cowboys and Bills, like not obviously they're in different conference, but you know what I mean? Like you just get two really good teams um, going up against each other. Um, like Cowboys or Detroit um, realistically, or like Browns Ravens or something like that. And then, then it would feel maybe more reasonable to switch, but I don't think anything right now feels super reasonable to, to switch on at the moment. That's fair. Um, Man, it sucks. Cause this was just, it was just like an image on YouTube. And this was the greatest tease in the history of our show. I just, I can't. I'll get it. I'll get it for you. Um, <laughs> after, <laughs> after the show, probably. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> man, I'm oh, so man. sad. That's funny. Um, and then I have to I have to share this one thing because this is the last thing that I'll uh, that I'll share before we before we end the show. It has nothing to do with the playoffs, but I have to get this in because I just thought this was really interesting. Um, this is about the NBA. This was from the ESPN one day ago. Um, the standings in the NBA, at least in the Western Conference, from one to eleven, the loss column was. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Minnesota, 26 and 10. Oklahoma, 24 and 11. Denver, 26 and 12. All the way down to Utah at 11, who's 18 and 20. It's just a beautiful symmetry. <laughs> like, that was just an amazing image to look at. <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. And it was also so good to watch the Kings finally get a win. Oh man, they're they're facing some bad teams. Uh yes they are. Um yes they are. They um squeaked out against the Pistons. I know it didn't look like it, but that first quarter was um scary. One of the worst first quarters I've ever seen in my entire life. Um now granted after they gave up 47 points in the first quarter, the second quarter they only gave up 18 and the fourth they gave up 15. So they remembered that they are, are two sides to basketball. But um, they had a nice win against the Hornets, I guess, in what could have been a trap game for them. And now, their reward for all of that, 
um, is they get a four-game stretch against the 76ers, Bucks, Suns, and Pacers, which I will be at that Pacers game. Um, I will be at the uh, Kings-Pacers game, so that'll be really cool to see Halliburton. Um, again, I hope that he doesn't get booed. He shouldn't get booed. Did he get booed last time? I don't think so. I hope he doesn't. Um, that wouldn't feel right. <laughs> But yeah, four game stretch for them is going to be um, this is going to be tough because those are all, all four of those teams are playoff teams um, and pretty good too. Um, so I think this this next this next week for the Kings is going to really say a lot about who they are <laughs> right now. So I, I think I found it. Oh, we got it. I don't know if it's the one that I saw initially, but um, so during the year he would just start sprinkling Nick Wright would sprinkle in like college players. Yeah. So the bottom tier, um, it doesn't have every in, in, uh, NFL QB on here. Um, it certainly doesn't have Aiden O'Connell because that guy sucks, but okay. <laughs> okay. We got Jared Goff, Jordan Love, Brock Purdy, um, Jaden Daniels and Drake may at the bottom tier. <laughs> okay. Uh, hold on. You got Caleb Williams, Matt Stafford, Kirk Cousins, Justin Herbert at that next tier. What? <laughs> then we go CJ Stroud, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen at the next one. Right. That... And then we Okay. And then and then we got Mahomes and Dak. And all the way at the top is Mr. Lamar. Right, right. So does he still have a job? Oh, I think he is definitely still employed by Fox. That's interesting because I would feel like after that, that's not. Um... So, what was your biggest gripe? All of it. What are you talking about? <laughs> that was every there was there were problems at every level. <laughs> there were problems. We would need an entire episode to dive into why every single every single spot on that was wrong. What was that? And what did you just read me? <laughs> <laughs> Something that was odd. You made that Fox up. Sports. No. <laughs> oh, that is terrible. To have to have players who aren't even in the league as like higher than current established court. That's just awful. Just it's just awful. And then to have Mahomes and Dak and Lamar. No, I just, where was Josh Allen again? Uh, I think he was in like the third tier. That's just that's just bad. <laughs> that's just bad. And where the hell is Joe Flacco? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, that yeah, that's a good one. I know, because um, he yeah he wasn't there at the beginning of the season. But I just that's that's really bad. We'll have to revisit that later because that <laughs> that was just terrible. I, there was I feel like a worse one. I feel, I thought he did one of all the QBs that were left. And Brock Purdy, I mean, he's been just malicious for Brock Purdy this year. Yeah, that sucks. That was bad. That was that was really bad. I don't need to hear that. I'm tired of this. We're, so we're we're sending we're ending the show on a bad note because that's just awful. <laughs> that's how um, how low do you think Aiden O'Connell will be? <laughs> Well, if our if our bottom t- if our fourth tier has Justin Herbert, um, then I don't then Aiden O'Connell is playing 
cricket somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> like he's not, he's not even on um, any of. He's not even. He probably doesn't even know uh, Aiden O'Connell's name. What pick do the Raiders have? What pick do the Raiders have? Um, I don't know. Um, they played themselves obviously out of um, um, out of a real top pick. They're thirteenth. They are. 13th. Oh, yeah. That's not very good. It's not the worst thing ever, but but it is what it is at the moment. So, um, do you have any final words of wisdom for our audience? Oh my! Have a good sports weekend. It's going to be awesome. Playoff football is the best. It really is. This weekend of football is um, one of the best weekends um, of the entire year. Um, and then quick update on uh, triathlon training. Um, I know you started swimming. Um, how was how was how was that? I hope to never have to swim ever again. Oh yeah. Yeah. After this, I mean, it is so boring. It's uh, it's it is. I mean, it 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 can be a little boring. I you definitely have to. Um... Like I literally stop and I'll be like, please tell me that was like fifty laps, and it's only twenty. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God. And your plan is just to like breaststroke it the entire time. Yeah, I felt pretty good. I was in um, I was in zone one heart rate wise pretty much the entire time, so that felt pretty good. Um, the big thing for me is when because it's a lap pool it's hard to like turn around without touching the bottom or touching the wall which makes it like kind of unrealistic yeah i'm just getting to the end of the wall and just kind of like tapping it and turning around and pushing off like i just i'm not too worried about it okay i know people are flip turning and stuff and i'm like i don't got time for that i'm just gonna touch it and turn around and keep going (laughs) i don't care (laughs) but i feel like if I breaststroke, I'm doing like the whole like frog kicking yeah. thing. Um, am I going to kick someone in the face? You might, but apparently that's normal. Like it's, it's not an uncommon thing to have people like freestyling and just have a hand just clamp down on your back. There's no way. Yeah. I, I talked to a guy who, when I was looking for my bike at REI, he had done a couple triathlons and he's like, yeah, it's, it can be brutal sometimes when people are really swimming. Like you just, they'll, you're swimming and people are just smacking you. <laughs> Not like trying to hurt you or anything, but they're going and they just got to go. Um, yeah. I just got, my big thing is I got to get the, the swim done. And then I think the rest I'll just be able to grit through the bike. I'm not super worried about. Um, we did talk about it that today though. If there's Hills, I mean, I'd just be mean. That'd be cruel. <laughs> there probably will be. Folsom is is got some hilly spots, so it's going to really depend on what route they send us on. Um, and then I just saw the other day that it's a trail run. Oh, that's perfect then. It's a 10K trail run. We're not even on flat pavement. That's perfect though. That'll be more fun though. That'll make it seem less <sighs> I'm telling you right now that when we had – the the shortest three mile run that I had in the military was one of the ones that I took when I was in North Carolina. They had they did have us on a paved road, but it was zigzagging and winding, and there were trees everywhere, and you couldn't see more really than like a hundred yards in front of you before there was another turn, and it just made made the run go by so much faster because you weren't looking at like three miles in front of you and going, "Good God, I have to go all the way there." It's so much more palatable when you have more turns. Um, 
And also, if you're running on a trail, you do have to kind of look down at your feet. So you really have to pay attention to other stuff other than just the fact that you're running for a really long time. And it really does take – that's why mountain biking for me is so much more enjoyable than road biking because I have to concentrate on so many other things that I'm not just thinking about how long I've been riding or um, or how much, like, my legs burn. Like, if you can divert your attention – then it really does help. So I didn't know it was a trail run, but I'm glad you said that because that really, I think, is going to make it more enjoyable. Mm, no. <laughs> you know you know what the worst part is, too? It, we're, doing, we're obviously doing it together and then with our, our friend Ben. Um, like, it's just going to be Ben and I together, and you're just going to be off in front. <laughs> and it's going to be so sad. I mean, I am going to try to run it as quickly as I can, for sure. If you're going to be breaststroking the entire time, then I'll probably get a lean on your swimming, I imagine. Um, have you tried any freestyle stuff yet? Dude, I feel like I'm going to drown after, like, one lap It is of freestyle. It is tough. You definitely um, – that I, I had I watched a lot, of, a lot of videos trying to figure out how to um, – how I'm supposed to, to swim technique wise. And it, it, it really is um, one of the more difficult things that I've, I've, I've attempted for sure. Now, now I, I, I was a little flippant. I think swimming laps um, is boring, but it can also be kind of cathartic because I'm not listening to anything. I'm just, it's just me in my head, me and my thoughts. Yeah. It's the whole way. Kind of going. Yeah. Um, and I think it's kind of, so I've been swimming after a workout, so I'll get, um, kind of gross and sweaty and then jump in the pool. So I actually, it's almost like a, um, um, like, re, like revigorating, no, like re-energizing mm-hmm. practice of like jumping in the pool and getting hydrated again. Right. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. I, I was doing that for a while too. And when I swim for a short amount of time, that's usually what I want to do. Like if I hop in and want to do like a sprint um swimming then that's what i'll do but when i'm going for longer distances yeah i'd normally just dedicate like a morning to that um but yeah it'll be fun i'm gonna i'm gonna be real we'll have to get ben on here and have like a um a little triathlon strategizing or something Um, (laughs) or like an update on um on everybody's progress at the moment and confidence level we'll have to monitor it as we go <laughs> like is there is there a time that if i got i'd be ashamed of i don't think so i don't know i mean i would start i would look up uh what the average triathlon time is i have a little bit for like what the swim is um so there are definitely like markers out there for sure um what I don't know if, is what the cutoff time is. Like, if you don't complete it by a certain time, what the cutoff time is. That would be that'd be so effed up. Yeah, I don't know what that. <laughs> I don't think we'll be at any risk of doing that. But uh, I get to the finish line, my my family's not even there. Like, you guys are all gone. They've already cleaned up the equipment. It's like, uh, what? You were no. oh oh, you're still out there. <laughs> Oh my bad. We're we're at dinner celebrating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ben, Jason already finished. <laughs> we thought we thought you were ahead of them because we didn't see you. <laughs> we thought we missed you. I don't think I'm gonna be that far ahead of you guys. I really don't. I think it's pretty selfish of you, honestly. <laughs> what? Oh man. Well, how about you just catch up? 
I don't want to drown. That was that was the, my plan today. It was like I need the confidence and the reassurance to say I am not going to drown and die in Folsom Lake. Yes, yes. And I think today really helped. Yes, absolutely. Once you kind of get to that point, you're like, okay, this is doable. Everything else after the swim is fine. We just got to get through that one part. But yeah, I think I'm chilling on the bike. Um, I don't have a bike. <laughs> Side note, but gotta take care of that. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta take care of that. But I don't think it'll be bad. Um, I think I was gonna just gonna borrow my dad's bike or something. Yeah. Do we know if the Do we know if the bike ride is a trail ride? I don't think so. Okay, I would imagine not. So how does that work the day of? Like, you just give them your bike? Uh, yeah, because I think you. I think you just. There's gonna be a spot where we all sort of like park our bikes. Um, and then once you get out of the, the lake, um, you, uh, you just got to go to that spot. It'll be probably close to where we get in the water. Cause people are going to want to get out of the water and then just get going. And do people like change or anything or. So I think some people might, but there are these things they're like, um, you can wear triathlon suits, which are like quick dry and they're meant for everything. And they have like padding between your legs. Um, so that way you don't get like chafed when you run and, um, Oh, that's and, huge. And do uh, do your bike ride. They're not super expensive. It just kind of depends on the quality of the one that you want to get. But they're really like quick dry. So really, I think what people would be doing would be running out of the water um, if they have like water shoes and like switching their shoes really quick and then just going. Um, oh, I didn't even think about that. Because there are going to be people because this race that we're doing is like a qualifying race, I think, for like I know triathlon. So there are going to be people there who are going to be flying. <laughs> Yeah, you're going to be one of them. It's going to be ridiculous. One of them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and new coverage of the race, Jason Russell. (laughs) He can't breathe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, and there seems to be someone panicking in the middle of the lake. Oh, and he's drowning. Well, let's hope he finishes. Yep. On to the next. Oh man! All right. Well, yeah, we'll definitely need to get Ben on here and have like a triathlon update because it'll be really, it'll be really fun to see where everybody's confidence level is um, heading into uh, race month. So, all right, everybody, thank you all so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. Um, Have a wonderful weekend uh, watching the football. Enjoy the games, and we will see you all very soon. See you.